you have to have goals, visions, but you have to take action and you have to know that like you have a purpose on this planet and keep going just one step at a time. Just do one thing that gets you closer to living the life that you love. One thing, every single moment, every single day, make one shift. I was born with several falls. I have always felt small. I was told not to take risks. I may be blind, but I teach people how to see. And I'm proud to be an individual. This podcast is for you, the unconventional leader. Maybe you are the one that everyone discounted. Maybe you struggle with fear and self-doubt. We are here to empower the next generation of self-starters to step up, use their voice, and make an impact in this world. You're listening to The Weekly Parody. Hey there, welcome to today's episode. If this is your first time listening, my name is Heather Parody. I am your host. Today we spoke with Christina LeCure. She is a professional athlete three times reality television golf competitor, golf hosting specialist, educator, and the founder of Women With Class Mastermind. We talk about career transitions. We talk about how women can succeed in a male-dominated industry. And what I love the most about Christina is she was super raw and authentic about just being yourself, showing up and owning exactly who you are. And whether you are a woman or a man, we all need that message because guys, you know, just like I do, half the stuff we deal with in our business and building something is all mental. It all has to do with the way we look at ourselves and the way that we take on this world. And man, it's easy to understand, but it's super hard to implement. Before we get started, though, if you have not subscribed to this podcast, head over to iTunes or whatever mobile app you are listening to. Hit that subscribe button. And if you have been listening for a while, I'd be super honored if you left us an honest review. And one more thing, I'm so excited to announce that we are about to start our first round of Content Creators Mastermind Group. If you are a content creator, maybe you're a podcast host, maybe you have a blog, maybe you want to start producing more intentional online content to reach your audience and make a difference in this world, but you feel overwhelmed, you feel stressed, you struggle finding time, you really struggle with consistency, I promise you, you want to be a part of this group. We are sharing the systems and the processes that I use to produce my show and I've worked with multiple other clients, setting them up for success this next year with their content creation. We're going to be using those systems and processes and also brainstorming with one another on how we can approve our content for for the new year. If you are very serious about your content this next year, you want to be a part of this. All you have to do to apply is click the link in the show notes, or you can go to heatherparody.com forward slash masterminds and apply there. All right, let's get into this powerful episode with Christina LaCure. I started playing golf really late in life, but I grew up in a golfing family. I'm from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Uh, I took up golf when I was about 18 years old, got very good, very fast. I took it up because I had always hung out with the guys and surely I figured out after working, you know, in the golf industry um, as the only female for a really long time, the guys wouldn't play golf after work. So if I wanted to hang out and do anything, 
you know, with them after work, I better learn how to play golf. And so um, I got very good, very fast. Uh, I've, that's kind of been a very um, big repeating factor in my life is that I'm not very talented and naturally gifted in anything, but I've always worked really hard. And so I worked really hard for about three years. Um, got good quickly. I won the first three tournaments I ever entered, won the first one I ever entered. And um, shortly after I was offered a scholarship to Central Arkansas, I did not know where Arkansas was on the map. <laughs> Literally. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, no clue. But um, came down here in uh, 2002. Um, my brother actually played here as well. Uh, Central Arkansas. Um, first year I was horrific. I was awful. But the three years after that, I was really good. I was a All-American, um, won five times. Yeah, I, I did well in college, which was great. But I worked really, really hard at it because I wanted to succeed. I came to college later in life. I came um, at 21. And I think that was a big benefit. In Canada, a lot of people take time off after high school and college. And uh, I took like three years off. I went traveling. I learned to play golf. Uh, I worked in the bar industry, worked in the golf industry. So I've always kind of, that is definitely um, one of my strengths in life is the fact that I've always worked hard and I've always kind of figured it out. And uh, I'm very uh, driven when I get something in my mind. Yeah. So was it your dream to be a professional golfer? Was that the dream? Yeah, absolutely not. No, my dream was, you know what? I'll be honest. I'm not even sure what it was at that time. I think it was just the fact that like I worked really hard at it and I got good and I was told I was supposed to do this because I had a, a golfing family background and that was gonna, you know, make my life. I was gonna go to college. I was going to play professional golf. I was gonna be, you know, successful and happy and wealthy and famous and all of those things. And um, graduated college, went to Q School, um, which is qualifying school for the LPGA, my first year out of college. And um, I made it to final stage for three years in a row. I never got any full status, but I was playing the mini tours and I was completely miserable, to be 100% honest with you. Outside looking in, my life looked awesome. You know, I had come to the United States. I was very good. I got honored. I was very smart. I attractive and successful and all of these things. And I was very unhappy playing professional golf. It was like my life, my worth, my value, who I was depended on how I played, how I looked, how much money I was making, how smart I was and all of those things. And so for a really long time, um, my happiness depended on how I hit a golf ball. And I think that now it's kind of, it's interesting because now I hear so many people like I work with, you know, I kind of fast forward out of that. I had the opportunity to get on a, a television show called the big break. And that gave me my first, um, even though the show itself wasn't a positive thing for me, um, getting the exposure on the show was, and I was able to do, um, start hosting corporate and charity golf events. I, guy locally asked me if I'd come out for like $500 to play with his clients. And I thought, Oh my God, this is the best thing since sliced bread, you know, so much money. Oh, at the time. And, um, but I loved it. I loved connecting with human beings. And that was like, I was like, okay, I can do this. And all I have to do is like hit a golf ball averagely well. And so that really helped me. That was like the beginning, even though I didn't know it at the time, that was the beginning of a shift in my life. And um, from there, I, I started, you know, really changing my life because I was tired of being sick and tired. And I really dove into, you know, the headspace and I dove in, but I started doing things that I, I really loved. And I started working with these clients 
that were, you know, I've worked with everyone from Wall Street billionaires to um, just a regular, regular everyday Joe. But I've learned that, you know, we're all human and we're all the same. And a lot of people, a lot of successful people put their worth and their value in what they do. And I learned very quickly that like, that can't happen because I did it for such a long period of time. And so it's fun now connecting with people via golf. I'm really now lifestyle coach, mindset coach, whatever you want to call it. But I was doing that for years, connecting with humans on the golf course and a lot of very, very successful men. Right. I've heard this so much. I've felt it myself where I don't feel like you really know what you like and what you want until you start doing it. And often the thing that we went to school for or the the dream that we set out to do, sometimes when we get in the middle of it, we're like, hey, this isn't actually as fulfilling as I thought it was, but man, that's my life. And then when you kind of figure out, man, I really prefer doing this. Like you said, connecting with people and doing these events and networking brought you life, letting go of what you should do or who you should be and pursuing something different is really hard. It takes a lot of guts, uh, swallowing back pride, maybe criticism from people who think you should be doing something different. How did you transition from, I want to be a professional golfer to, Hey, that's not necessarily what's bringing me life. Being with people is what's bringing me life. Mm -hmm. You know, so it it just, everything that you just said hits home to so many people. Like I, I know this to be true. It hit home for myself. You know, I remember the third year after I had gone to Q school and I had failed to get my full LPGA card. I remember it was like at two o'clock in the afternoon on Tuesday, I was ironing and I tell the story all the time because it's true. I was ironing in this back, in my back bedroom. And I'm just thinking like, what happened to my life? This was not the plan. This was not what I was supposed to be doing. I'm so unhappy and everything's falling apart. And I think that, you know, people say they hit rock bottom. My rock bottom is not, it wasn't like life threatening, like living on the streets, but it was so much unhappiness inside of me and I needed to change that. And it was, and you know, it's so funny that you say that even still to this day, when I'm out on the golf course, playing golf with clients or, you know, um, doing charity events or whatever it is, people still ask me, so are you going to still try for the tour? Are you still going to play? Like still trying to get your card. And like, I now just, but in the beginning, like the first year or so, it was so detrimental. I was like, yeah, maybe I'm trying, you know, because I just felt like Mm -hmm. the only way people are going to hire me, the only way people are going to like me, the only way I'm going to have success in this world is if I play on the LPGA tour, I look a certain Mm -hmm. way and I make a certain amount of money or I'm this smart or whatever it is. That was the only way it was in that box and that was it. And, but now I just like laugh and smile. I'm like, um, first of all, I make way more money doing this. <laughs> Second of all, I freaking love this. I could do this all day for free. Um, and I play better golf now than I ever have. And I take like months off at a time because, you know, now I just absolutely love it. Like I love the fact that I can go out and play golf sometimes. And it's not this thing that my life and my worth and my happiness depends on. How did you get to that place? Was it just a matter of time and, you know, just time passing and you got more comfortable with it? Like, what are some things we can do if we're feeling that identity crisis, I guess, and that shame, I guess, wrapped around who we really are and who we want to be? I love it. You know what? Because it has taken a long time. I'm not saying that it happens overnight, but for myself, it, I really did get to a point that I'm like, okay, there's got to be something else. Cause if there's not something else, I don't want to do this. Like this life, this 
this whole thing. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm miserable. I'm unhappy. There's got to be more. And so I really just kind of got to the point that I'm like, okay, what am I doing wrong? And so I started like literally it's a simple, it's, it's, it's hard. And yet it's simple. It's like, I started reading books. I'm like, how do you change your life? I listened to a podcast every single solitary day, started writing like goals every single day. I started shifting who I was talking to. I started shifting how I was speaking to myself. That is one of the biggest ones too. You know, I talk, I have a lot of, I do a lot of one-on-one coaching and group coaching and I have a women's mastermind and all of these things now. And yet everyone wants this like million dollar, like here, here's this big fat check. Tell me how you got here. It is literally about showing up every single day. I spoke to a group about, um, I was asked to come speak to this really, really successful group in San Francisco. And they were like very successful humans. And I was super nervous to speak, but they asked me to come speak on confidence because I've always been a very confident person. And the fact that I can, you know, have clients as billionaires and don't get rattled at all. It's, they think, someone thinks that, oh, it must just be something, but it's willing to show up, like the willingness to show up and take one step at a time and like, don't get overwhelmed. And I think that you have to have goals, visions, but you have to take action and you have to know that like you have a purpose on this planet and keep going just one step at a time. Just do one thing that gets you closer to living the life that you love one thing every single moment every single day make one shift yep girl that's church that is church right there so good now we're about to have real church because yeah. i want to ask you about being a woman in this industry yeah work. i mean it's not just limited to golfing now you work on the radio and do sports casting and stuff it's football all kinds of stuff and <laughs> i can't imagine and you tell me because this is yeah. this is me guessing so you have kind of like I'd say two and a half groups. You have one group that just discredits you all together and says, what does she know? Cause she's a girl. And you have another group that doesn't necessarily respect you because you're beautiful and you have a great personality and energy and they're hitting on you all the time. And so there's not, there's no respect there. How in the world have you been able to gain the respect in a male dominated industry um, with all those elements? Yeah. Well, thank you. You know, it's, it's weird. I get asked this question all the time and I think one of the best things that I know how to do and what I've always really know how to do well is just show up as myself. Like I just show up as myself and I try not to fit into anyone's mold. I've, you know, when I first started out in the industry and I was trying to get into more of the television sports casting industry and golf, which I'm so thankful now that I didn't cause it's just truly not my passion. I love coaching people. I love mindset work. I love speaking, but I was told, you know, you got to be skinnier. And I was the skinniest I ever was in my life. Um, you know, you got to get fake boobs. I never got the fake boobs. I never, I never did it. You know, there was just certain things that I was told that that was how you were going to be successful. And the one thing that I've just always known how to do is show up as myself, whether you like it or you're, you're, you don't. And you know, I cuss, I hang out with the guys. I love sports, but I can be, you know, I can be feminine as well. I can show up in the ball gown and, and do the whole bit, but I, And, you know, it's one of those things like Samantha Ponder, I heard her speak the other day and she said for a really long time, she um, felt like she was so thankful when the guys said, oh, you're one of the guys. And I've always felt like that, too. But now the more that I work with women, it's one of these things that like I'm proud to be a woman. I'm proud to have women friends. I'm proud to, you know, be feminine in that. But I'm also totally proud, too, that I can like 
hang out with the guys. And I've just, I've, I've always just stayed true to myself. And I think that that's the only thing that I know how to do is just be me. And I love bullshitting. I love cussing. I love hanging out. I love gambling. I love doing all that. But I also love being like the feminine person. I love working with women. I love speaking to groups. I love the feminine. I like, I, I don't have any issue with either one of them. And I think that that's the number one thing I can tell someone, it, you know, you have to be yourself. And I, if I tried to show up as anyone but myself, if I was trying to show up as the hottest chick on whoever it is right now, I wouldn't have been that best version of myself. And so it's just me. And I, I would encourage you to just be you. And if it works, it works. And it doesn't, it doesn't. And hopefully it'll take you to another path because if it's, if it's not where you're supposed to be and it's not what you truly love and you have to show up as a different person every time, chances are it's not where you need to be. Yeah. hundred percent. Now, how do you respond to just jerks, people tweeting at you crazy stuff and I questioning your authority? Yesterday. I mean, look, how do you, how do you respond to that? Cause then there's an internal work and then there's also the external like, yeah, absolutely. You know, I just had this yesterday. So I do sports radio in Little Rock. I used to do it a lot more often and now I just fill in guest hosts every few months or whatever. And yesterday we were talking about football and Arkansas basketball and all of these things. And I can hang pretty well. You know, if you want to talk about baseball, I'm totally out, but um, you know, I was, I thought I, you know, was well-versed and prepared and um, everyone seemed to enjoy it. And then when I get off the air and I'm, I'm very, I hang out mostly on Instagram, but when I'm talking sports and stuff like that, I'm on Twitter and um, there's some guy who wrote like another blonde headed bubble girl who wants to be like bonehead Samantha Ponder and like use her looks and sleep and just all of the nasty evilness that is had to be said. And you know what? I just responded like the way that I really like my whole premise is be kind, live a life that you love. You are worthy just as you are. Yeah. Just yeah. be yourself. And also too, like, I literally just wish that guy like joy because at the end of the day, hurt people, hurt people. Like anytime that I've been unkind to someone, it's probably my own insecurity showing up in something else. And I've not only had to deal with that with men, I've had to deal with that with women, you know, like and close people like that's, you know, I just had one of my coaching calls yesterday, one of the women um, she was talking about how someone in her family is unkind to her. And I've experienced these things. And, you know, I just try to kill it with kindness. Yeah. It does hurt. And it does. It is bothersome. But for me to like, give two craps about what this guy on Twitter has to say about me being a fake whatever, I do my best. Do I know everything there is to know about every sport? Absolutely not. Never pretend to. And I'm totally good with it. But I'm showing up the best version I know how. And you know, does, is it bothersome? I steal? No, but I care a lot less about that than I do if it's actually a person I care about. And I'm the first person to admit when I'm wrong. And I wasn't wrong yesterday. I know that this guy just, you know, he just thought that I didn't deserve to be on the radio because I was a female and I was trying to be something that I'm not. I wasn't trying to be anything. And that's exactly who I was. And if I said something incorrectly, well then, sorry about that. 100%. What would be like maybe your biggest piece of advice for a woman listening right now who may feel like that she's muting her own strength and capability to kind of fit into a standard and a role that she doesn't feel 
called to or designed to do. She wants to step into something greater, bigger, whether it's, you know, succeeding mm. in a male dominated industry or just owning her space. What would be kind of your biggest piece of advice for her? Oh my gosh. I just love that so much. Um, I'm doing a live event next year with a girl named Erin Diamond. We're putting this live event on in Austin in May. And that is the exact premises of the whole entire event. It's knowing that you are worthy to do whatever it is that you want. And I say this all the time to like a lot of my clients, and this is, this was really, really big, but by you not stepping in to your true greatness, what you put on this planet, you're screwing the rest of the world. And like, I mean that kindly, but like by me being afraid to worry about like what one guy on Twitter says or what one girl thinks of me, or if someone calls me fat or if someone says that I'm not smart enough, all of the people that I was put on this planet to bless and for those who are to bless me, I'm screwing them by being afraid to step into that. Right. You are here for a reason. And if it is inside you and you have thought about it and thought about it, I, I read in a journal every day. And for five years, I, I wrote in one of the questions, I said, I would love to help other women not feel the same as the way that they, I felt about myself for so long. I would like to empower other people, men and women. You know, I'm on a human movement and just not a female movement. I'm on a human movement. And by me not stepping into that five, six years ago, I potentially harmed people that I could have inspired. And so if you're listening to this and you're afraid to do whatever it is, whether it's online, whether it's privately, whatever it is, by you not stepping into your purpose and your greatness, you are created to do that. So you have got to show up for that show up and just take one step at a time because you have a purpose and a reason and you need to follow that. Amen, girl. Ooh. Where can people connect with you online? You have a mastermind group. You have this yeah. coming up. What, what, where can people connect with you? You know what? I, I hang out every single day, all day, pretty much on Instagram. I'm B Christina, which is B E C H R I S T I N A. B Christina. That's pretty much where you can find me. I reply to every single message every single day. I'm going to do that until like, I literally cannot do it anymore. Um, I do have a women's mastermind. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching men and women. Actually, I have like a, a few uh, male clients, which I really like. Cause I, again, we're on a human movement here. People, we're all humans. We just want to connect. And I, I've been blessed to connect with men for such a long time on using the golf course as a platform. Um, so yeah, I have a, but we're going to do this event in Austin. It's going to be amazing. It's for anyone who wants to come out and just basically like, it's for the person who's never actually gone to a live event before. Heather, I know you and I have gone to many events. We met at Lewis Howe's event. Um, but it's for the person who's never quite done that before. And it's just a little nervous because I remember the first time I went to mine, I remember sitting in my car being scared to death to walk in. What am I doing? I shouldn't be here. These people are blah, 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 blah. And you know what? You should be there because if yes. you've ever thought about it, you need to step into that. And we want this event to be one of the most welcoming events for anyone who's never done this before. Or if you have, let us, you know, let us be that. But, you know, I, I'm so passionate about my mastermind, um, bringing like-minded people together. I just think it's the most important thing you can do. I, I, I can, I will hundred percent back you up. I think mastermind groups, live mm -hmm. events, anytime that you can add that human connection and element. That's when, that's when your life starts to change. Books and courses are great. I have them. I love them. But then yeah. when you can add that relationship piece to it, that is just fuel on the fire. So it check is. out her events, guys. It'll all be linked up in the show notes. I have one more question for you, Christina. Yeah. Let's say you were to go back in time 
and address a younger Christina, the mm-hmm. one who was pursuing this professional golfing career and maybe was starting to feel the stress or pressure of it and started to question herself, started to wonder what another life would look like pursuing these other things. And yet she was right there on the edge and hesitating and feeling that self doubt. If you could go back and sit with her for a minute and tell her something, what would you tell her? Oh, that literally makes me cry. Like I literally tear up because I remember the pain that that girl felt. And I would just tell you, it's going to be okay. You are worthy no matter what you do, no matter what you look like, no matter how much money you make, no matter who you associate with, you are just like going to be okay. And just believe in yourself and trust. And like, that's so important. And just know that just take that one little step because you have so much in you to share and your, the way you hit a golf ball or the way you look or how much money you make, none of that is irrelevant. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you have not subscribed yet, please head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and hit that subscribe button. And also, if you have a second, leave us a review. Lastly, we have a private Facebook group. If you are looking for a tribe of like-minded leaders who are unconventional in their approach, but dedicated to making an impact, head over to Facebook and type in unconventional leaders, and we will be sure to add you. You guys have a great week.